I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Melvin. George, we're going to start the show with softball. February 10th, Louisiana hosts Lafayette College at Lamson Park. Coach Jerry Glasgow believes this team brings something special to the Diamond. For the first time since 2020, he says this club practices with the fire that he recognized in that team. That team finished number one in the RPI before that season being canceled due to COVID. This 2023 team returns 10 starters, six position players, four pitchers. This team is also in three preseason polls, ranked 24th in the ESPN.com Softball Collegiate Top 25 poll, ranked 22nd in the Softball America poll, and ranked 20th in the D1 Softball Top 25 preseason poll. With that and the returning starters' expectations abound uh, for this year's Louisiana team, here's what their goals are for the upcoming season. So this year, our one of our biggest goals is we're going to host a regional. And then from there, we're going to host our Super Regional. And then once we make it out of that, we'll be at Oklahoma. Well, when we recruited, when we recruited this particular team, that was the expectation, the promise from our coaching staff, like we want to go to the World Series. And we're, we want to bring you in here to take us to the World Series. And we're going to do what it takes to get you there when you get here. And to give the kids a realistic chance to get there, you want to give them a schedule that allow them to, to find out their weaknesses early in the year and grow from there. And, and then if, you know, if they meet those early season challenges and win enough of those games, it's very obvious the schedule would allow them to host not only a regional, but a super regional if they can meet those early season challenges. And if we don't, then we're going to learn from those experiences and hopefully we'll be a better ball club in the regional and super regional later in the year. It's very exciting to hear that all of our team wants to host a regional, wants to host a super, wants to go to Oklahoma City. And I know that we can do it. We're a very talented team. We have a great pitching staff. We have more depth than our pitching staff this year. And we have Carly and Chloe, and we even have Tyler coming back. So it's very exciting to see all of that. And then our hitters have worked so hard and are so much more confident this year, I feel. Um, so it's just very exciting to hear like how confident that our whole team is in hosting a regional and a super regional, especially with this big um, non-conference schedule that we have. It's super important. I feel like it's going to be very beneficial for us, super critical for us to come out early and just get a feel for what it's going to be like for the whole rest of the season. I feel like it'll be a really good start for us to show where we're at, what kind of work that we've already put in and how much is going to pay off or how much more work that we're going to have to put in after we play those teams. First team meeting in January. So if you, if you don't think I believe in you, look at the schedule. I believe in you or I wouldn't schedule the way I scheduled. So I, I'm excited about it. They're excited about it. Definitely makes it easy to practice every day when you know what you've got waiting for you the second week of season in, in Florida. Fast. This is a fast team. We're fast on defense. We're fast on offense. Um, we have a very athletic ball club. And so we'll have the potential if we want to run to run, if we want to um, open it up and gamble and take chances, definitely they have the potential to do that. So we'll have to kind of get a feel for, you know, 
whether we want to gamble on injuries, whether we want to, do we want to take the bat out of our hands some and, and protect runners while they steal. So I, I know we'll run some, whether we run to the extent that we've ran in the last two or three years. I'm not sure of that. I, I, we're the fastest ball club I think we've ever had uh, in my six years. I have no doubt this is the fastest team. But I also think we hit the ball well enough. I'm not sure we need to steal bases. I think we can just take bases with our offense, or I guess I hope that's the way it goes. All right, so an aspect of college athletics and programs all around is the transfer portal. Coach Colasco explains how he plans to make the portal work for him and his team. Transfer portal is, uh, can affect you in any sport, uh, good or bad. I mean, and sometimes you're, you don't have control of that, I think. I think that we benefited from the, from the transfer portal early in my time here. Uh, we, we, were, we lost, I guess immediately when I got here, we'd lost, what, 13, 14 players that disappeared from the roster in that early stages. And then we picked up a lot of talent from the transfer portal and benefited from it. But I, I want the transfer portal to, and my, my plan is like to make it as minimal effect on our program as possible, both in the loss of players. I want to minimize the loss of players. I want to minimize the impact uh, or the, the amount of transfers that we bring in. Uh, I want to live and die with these high school kids that we recruit and develop. That's my plan. That's what I'd like to do. That, and, and if, as long as we have success keeping our players here in town and, and keeping them enrolled in Louisiana, that'll be the way it'll stay. Um, nothing's been more fun than watching a, a great young talent like, um, you know, Alexa Langliers develop, Sam, you know, Sam Landry, Kayla Falterman, Maddie Hayden. Um, it's really fun to watch those kids come in and develop. Maya Davis is going to be a special player for us. Um, I like, I like seeing that I like doing that and then we'll let the game play but the transfer portal is 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 a huge factor for every sport and for every coach and, and I can honestly say like I coach different because of the transfer portal than I did three or four years ago and I'm more careful about what I say how I say it and that's probably not a bad thing that's probably a really good thing but the the awareness of the transfer portal is a is a major thing. And, and we were lucky. I mean, we didn't have anyone going to transfer portal at the end of fall. We didn't have anyone going to transfer portal in June last year. It's just, it's just a factor that's there, and it's, it's, it's easy for the kids to move. It's easy for the kids to, to, to leave a program and go to another program. That there's, that's good and bad, uh, but, but it is definitely a factor. And on Coach Glasgow's staff, Justin Robichaux. Justin, of course, played for UL under his dad, the late Cajun great and Louisiana Hall of Fame baseball coach, his father, Tony Robichaux. Now, uh, Justin serves as an assistant coach for the softball team, making the transition from baseball to softball, hired in 2021. His presence paying dividends for the Cajuns and their pitching staff as the players become more accustomed to his coaching style. Justin is a special young coach, and he's a special young man. Uh, but that that said, we threw him in the fire. You know, we we took him from baseball to softball. 
and he he met every challenge and he met every expectation but we we raised a bar a little bit this year you know he's going to do he's going to be able to do more because he's seen our sport now he was able to see things not only during the season like during the summer we exposed him a little bit to the pro league ball and upper level pitching and you know he just he just has a better understanding now from of what our sport is and he understands our kids better i mean just the it wouldn't matter if he'd had 20 years' experience. First day he worked in the fall with Megan Shorman, it's the first day. The first day he worked with Sam Grader. As Sam Landry, it was the first day, and Carly Heath and so on. So he's just been a really uh, a smash hit with our girls in the bullpen. You can tell that by talking to them. And um, they're, they've grown. They've developed, uh, they've developed relationships, and they've developed expectations. And it's, I look for Justin to really – our pitchers have to really blow up this, this spring. Me and Coach Justin, uh, when it first got here, it was a little rough because we were learning each other. And I had the same pitching coach for my 10 years when I lived at home. So it was rough getting to know him. Um, but I feel like right now we're at a very good level. We understand each other. We're able to talk in a way that each other understands. And he's able to communicate with me what he's actually wanting, not just what I think he wants. So coming into the fall, um, it was it was interesting just because we had to learn each other, um, and it was honestly a really good um, process, and it was good going into the um, season, and it was really good at the end of the season, just like it was in the beginning of the season. Um, me and Coach Justin really trust each other. We have a really good working relationship with each other, um, but he has that with all of his pitchers, and we've all developed this sense of like sense of trust with him, knowing that. He knows what he's doing, and he knows that we know what we're doing. Um, so this season is going to be really nice just because we can kind of like be like, okay, I know what she wants in this situation. I know why he's doing this, and I know why she's doing that kind of thing. We have more softball on Inside Cajun Nation. Come up, coming up, we talk team chemistry. Do stick and stay. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside KJ Nation. George Karaski, you know us, you love us, and it's time to add a little science with our softball coverage. George, I'm totally blinded by it. <laughs> Let's zoom in on chemistry. Now, as the team prepares to open the season, softball head coach Eric Glasgow has glowing praise about the team's chemistry, and he's not the only one. We're, this is the best we've had since we've been here. This is my sixth year, and it's, we had great chemistry in 2020. Uh, we had really high-level chemistry, but this team is, is on par with that, uh, maybe exceeds it because we had a lot of transfers in that class, so they were kind of getting to know each other. They were very, enormously talented and enormously experienced. This team is, has kind of grown right, for two years together and, and more of a planned uh, roster. So it, it couldn't be better right now. Now, there'll be challenges when we get to opening weekend and we get to Florida because we're going to be trying to, you know, to win these early season games. It's going to be very little room for experimenting early. The, the room for experimenting for us will be in the second half when we get to the Sun Belt games. Then we can look at things. If something's not been working, we think we got room or we got a freshman, we want to get experience. It'll be in the second half of the season compared to what most schools do. So that'll challenge us a little bit, and we'll, we'll have to have leadership to get through those moments. But 
they're just phenomenal young women, and uh, I have no doubt we will get through it. This year, I feel like right now we have like the best team chemistry since I've been here, and I feel like that's really going to help us get to where we want to be and have regionals at our place this year. We're always talking, we're always hanging out. Um, I know like everybody has had a lot more group hangout times like outside of practice. Um, but yeah, just getting to know each other in the locker room, having people to always talk to, being on the field. All right, time to talk some hoops. UL men looking to be uh, playing some of their best basketball of the season right now. Entering the week, the Cajuns have won six straight and playing at home, the team undefeated. Coach Bob Marlin told us on Monday, this team has a set goal of going undefeated at home. Right now, they're 7-0. UL plays seven of the next 10 games at the Cajun Dome. To win all of those would really set them up for a top seed in the Sun Belt Tournament at the end of the season in Pensacola. Before this week started, Gary Broadhead's team had won four of the last five matchups. The tough part for them, winning on the road. A 2-5 and five record away from Lafayette makes it difficult to consistently stay at the top of the standings. Coach Broadhead believes if they could split the road games and win their home games, that could spell success for the Cajuns. And up next on Inside Cajun Nation, the Raging Cajun cheerleaders working their way to national recognition. That's coming up next. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. We've kind of taken it on the road a little bit. We're at the Moncaw Indoor Facility here on the campus of the University of Louisiana, and we're joined by the head women's basketball coach, Gary Broadhead. Coach Broadhead, thanks so much for the time. Uh, talk a little bit about this season so far. You, you've had uh, ups, downs, but that's how a season goes, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think and the good thing about it is we continue to grow, you know, continue to get better. We're shooting the ball better, and, you know, last week was really good, and, you know, this week is going to be uh, – you know, some challenges and stuff, but uh, I like the way we play and I like, uh, you know, we're as healthy as we've been. So, you know, that's going to be big part, big part of us uh, continue to grow. When you look at uh, some of the, the talent that you've had, you, I mean, you have uh, Tamara Johnson, you have uh, uh, D. Rice, you have the, these these players on this team that can contribute. And so, I mean, I'm, I didn't mention everybody. I know there's a ton of talent on the team. Uh, what do you like about the way they play together? Well, you know, it's like we always talk about working hard and, and doing it in practice and stuff like that. And they show, I mean, they, since the summer we saw that, you know, that, that kind of kid coming in and, and really trying to make themselves better too, spending their extra time, you know, getting some shots up, whether it's uh, offensive side or defensive side, they're, they're in, you know, they believe in what we're doing. And to me, that's a big part of it, you know, being consistent. And that's what we try to get from the younger kids. But the older kids, great maturity. I mean, we always talk about a player-led team, and that's what we, we try to build for, you know, to where we, you know, we got great maturity in, in these young women. And so there's a lot of positives that come out of us continuing to work together. You know, it's not just basketball. It's so many other things that help us to become better, you know, a better team. But if you meet them early, like they're coming out and meet them early, the battle is kind of one up there instead of down here because she's so small. As a, as a head coach, uh, I guess, does, does the the role of uh, is it hard to keep the the role of like being the the, the X's and O's is that what you do mostly or is it uh, is there kind of a mental aspect and you let the assistants kind of coach you, you see what I'm saying like the tactics of every day hey you implement the plan now my assistants are going to teach you or, or are you more of a hands-on type guy no I used to be really hands-on and I've learned over the years that the more 
voices these kids can hear, the better they're going to respond to it. So we do like football. I mean, I really love football, and I like the ideas of how organized they are. So we do offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. So the X and O's are we might have discussed some of the things that we want to be, you know, or the philosophy we have, but the, they're coaching. They're doing the X and O, like Coach Deacon does all the offenses and stuff. He's running the offensive plays that he, want, that he wants to run that's going to match up with our defense. Coach Sanders is kind of new here, but she's, man, when she came in, I could tell she had all the same philosophies on the defensive side. So she's our defensive coordinator. So they're doing all the X and O. You're going to see them on the bench coaching and the kids responding back to them and all that. And for me, it's just trying to make sure that everybody just kind of stays in line, you know, and everybody's moving in the right positive direction, whether we lose or win or, or we failing forward or we, you know, and all those things. More of a mental aspect than anything else, you know. I think that's the biggest thing about coaching these young athletes right now is trying to keep them mentally, you know, in tune and focused on what's the next, you know, continuing to grow. When you look at the, 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 I guess, this part of the season, you're, you're at a point where, all right, look, I, I don't know how you break it down. I know, like, midseason, uh, for, for, in my mind, is, is after the new year. But that's kind of when conference starts a little bit. And Is that how you guys break it down? And, and so now you're in a part of the season where it's kind of important, but it's mostly important for that seeding in that tournament, right? No, you're right. I mean, we do pre-conference and then, you know, right when we come back from the holidays and stuff like that, you know, take a few days off, we come back and start playing conference. And those are the important games, you know. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's not end all, but, you know, you want to win those to probably try to put you in a good position to have a good seed. You know, one through four gets a bye. So I think that's a big thing. Uh, you know, we got one last year and we want to try to do the same. So we're right in the thick of things. So you, you want to try to do that. And it, it's it's all about that last part of the season. Can you win the, in, in the Sun Belt? You need to win a conference tournament to be able to go to the NCAA. And that's always been our goal, you know, for the 11 years. You know, we've come close and we, we've never done it yet. We won the conference before and that went to WNIT, but never went to the NCAA tournament since we've been here. And that's one of our goals every year is to say, can we win this conference tournament to be able to get in the NCAA tournament? Good stuff. Hopefully uh, that's the case this season. I, I know uh, you've coached a lot of, a lot of College basketball, high school basketball. Um, when you look at who who maybe is one of the better players that you've coached, uh, are, are they are they who are some of those people, and, and what are the traits that they have that you maybe see on some of the, the players on this team? Well, you know, you always compare like the Kiki Veals sure. and Kia Willridge. I mean, they played for my daughter and Coach Deacon in high school. They played in our AU program, and so they coming up, and so you look at them, and so when we recruit somebody we usually kind of compare hey we, we love jump shooters man we love pe people that can get get to the middle of the lane and get those jump shots and so we compare them to them you know and then the Simone Fields, Ty Doucettes mm -hmm. you know we've been blessed to have some really really good post players and you know maybe undersized a little bit but very effective post players we call them hybrids so we you know we always kind of comparing the kids that we get coming in to, to that you know and you know you're always looking for that great point guard like a Kim Parrott you know even though she didn't play for us we watch Kim play and we'll around Kim and all that and you know what she did here at UL and we're always looking for that Kim Parade. you know there's sometimes there's one in Lafayette that we would love to have you know and and you know looking for that type of player that we really love scoring point guards you know some people don't they rather distribute we love 
to recruit scoring point guards. So that, you know, that all those type of players, and I can go on and on, Jalen Garden, and on and on of some of the great players that we had, and fun, fun kids to be around, and you know, to see them go into coaching and all that is important to stay around the game. You know, so we've been very blessed. How, and I'll wrap it up with this: How, how important is is chemistry? I mean, uh, you got to have the talent on the field, on the court, uh, but the, it, it, can can chemistry? you know, derail a, a team? Well, you know, and I think with chemistry comes experience too, you know, it's a combination of things. So the year we won the conference uh, in 21, we had the most experienced team, not the most talented team we've ever had, but the most experienced team that we've ever had. Mm. I mean, it was all, almost all seniors, they knew how to defend, they knew, and they could stick together because of the chemistry and the things that they had been through before. So I think it's huge, you know, I don't care if it's the men's programs or the women's programs. You gotta have some, basketball is about a team sport. I mean, you can't win the game by yourself, man. I don't care how many points you score, you can't take it out by, you know, it takes, it takes defense, it takes offense. It's, you know, you, you can't switch in and out like football or. You know, baseball, you can be a hitter and not a, you know, it's, it's all different. No, you got to be able to play on, on both ends of the floor, you know, and I think that's a big thing about having chemistry and able to, able to bring that stuff together. Coach, thanks for the time, man. All Always right. a pleasure talking to you. All right, man. Look forward to uh, talking to you in the future. Who knows? We might talk to you again. You never know. All right, that's going to do it for Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.